All right, this, uh, this morning we're going to talk about um, blessed are the merciful. And so if you've been joining us for our series on what has become known as the Beatitudes, um, today we're going to focus on Jesus saying, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. So let's say it together, ready? Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Okay? And um, this is important for a lot of reasons, but first of all, how many of you think, I'm just going to do a survey, and I know I'm always doing this, and you raise your hand and all that, but I really want everyone to participate, okay? So prepare yourself to participate right now. All right, how many here think, by a show of your hand, you think, welcome everybody online, I can't see if you're raising your hand, but send me a text, all right? Uh, uh, you think mercy is a good idea. If you believe it's a good idea, I want you to put your hand up. Okay, well, we've got a huge participation. I'm thinking 98%, a couple of you, I don't know. You just don't think it's a good idea, so there you go. Um, so generally, the idea of mercy seems to be, yeah, I think that's a good idea. The devil is in the, what, details, isn't it? Like, we, the general idea seems good. You know, like, let's, yeah, let's be merciful. I think that's good. Uh, God being merciful to us is certainly good. Um, mercy in general seems to be a good idea. Um, unless, what? Unless you don't want it to be. Unless, it's all, it all depends on which what the shoe is on. It depends, are you the receiver? Are you the giver? Um, how about this? Doesn't it depend on how bad they really are? I got time. <laughs> yeah, it's good to a point, Chris. You know, and it, I'm sure Jesus meant that when he said it. It's good to a point. So this morning, um, it's, I was up at 6 o'clock in the morning. I was at Kroger um, getting some things, and uh, you know, I went there, and, I, and I'm thinking at six at six in the morning, I could get a real cashier instead of going through those self checkout lines. And so there was a lady over there standing right by the cashier, and so I, I wheeled around, I'm like, "Oh, you're you're open for?" She goes, "No." <laughs> over to the self scanner. So she banned me over to the self scanner, and I start scanning the things. You know what I mean? And and there's some bread, and there's some milk, and there's some cheese, and I'm scanning it through. And does anybody have this problem? Like, if you don't get the, if you don't get the stuff onto the weighing thing soon enough, it starts yelling at you. You know what I mean? Are you with me? Please put it on the thing. And, and then, like, I know. And I'm trying. All the things I want to talk back to this machine. And I am hurrying. I don't want to be here any longer than anyone else. And it's 6 in the morning, so who cares? There's no one behind me. All these things I want to say to this machine. And then you have to... The problem is... What's the problem? The little bags. You can't get them, right? You can't get them to separate. And literally, I did this. I separated what I thought was a bag. And I just separated one bag from another. And I put seven items in there before I realized... Is anybody with me? This, And then the machine starts saying something else because it didn't do it fast enough and then it, it kept talking to me. And 
Here's, here's what I thought this morning. Mercy is essential for all of life. And here's why. Life can't be automated. You can't automate life. I mean, how many like this? I, like, I set all these rules for my kids. I tell them what to do, what time to get up, when to clean their shoes, when to wash their ears, when to go to bed, and I just automate it. How does that work? We want to, don't we? We want to like get the schedule down and get the order in. And, and, and really, here's what life is. Are you ready for this? This is so important. If you get this, you will, you, life is a series of exceptions. That's what life is. Life is one giant exception after another. That's really what it is. Now, all of you anal people are not going to like this sermon at all. Are you with me? How many like your house to be absolutely perfect? Put your hand up, free confession. Oh, you're pointing at someone else, I see. Okay, whatever, however you need to do the confessing. Um, I, I need it perfect. I need everything just so. And everything needs to be exact. And so what we like to do is we like to have all of this order. We like to have it in our spaces. We like to have it emotionally and order and sort of brings some sort of comfort to us. But the reality is life happens. So my mom's this week. We took her to, uh, took Charlie down to meet my, uh, my mom. So she, Charlie got to meet her grandma and her aunt and uncle and cousins and, um, and my mom's got, uh, my mom, I'll have to show you a picture. She has the most amazing house. People come by the neighborhood to take pictures of her house. They literally come by and ask her the paint colors of her house. And it's, it's, a, it's, it's unbelievable. And then, then you get inside and it's even more unbelievable. And then she's got not, it wasn't enough to have one dog. She has two dogs, Right. And so she cleans this house top to bottom every single, this is true, every single day. And then she lets the dogs out back in the morning and it's dew on the ground. They get mud and dirt all, I am freaking out. I I need to mention this part about my mom's house. It is almost 100%, almost 100% white, everything. The floors, the walls, the tablecloths, the covers on the couches. I mean, it's, it's completely monochromatic. It's, this house is completely white. And the dogs come in and they just start putting their dirty paws everywhere. My heart starts going, yeah, I can't hand, is anybody with me? Like, are you, some of you are freaking out right now, right? And she just gets up, cleans up after the dogs, does another load of laundry every single day. Why? She loves those dogs. That's the only reason why. If it was your dog, right? And you make an exception. Why? You make an exception because of what? Love. This is important. A love connection. We're going to get to this. Life is a series of exceptions. You know the other thing I noticed that's changed in my life recently? Everybody is smiling at me. And I'm like, I've never noticed this in my life. Like, Everywhere I go, people are smiling at me, and they stop, and they pause. And I notice that there's, oh, there's one small difference. I'm not kidding you. Before, no one ever paid any attention to me anywhere, ever. People were rude to me. Get out of the way, you idiot. What are you doing? Now, 
I mean, this is a golden ticket. I'm telling you, after she grows up, I'm buying another one. I'm, I am. People say, oh, do you need help? And you go to the airline. Oh, can we get you? Oh, here, let me lift this rope for you. And you can go around this way. Why? Why is everyone smiling? Oh, by the way, uh, yesterday I was coming back to the airport. And I was getting it. You know, I was getting the good treatment. There she is. You just get love. Like, you know, how old? Even if they're not close enough, they go, just getting good treatment. It's like Moses going through the Red Sea. Everything's just moving out of your way, right? And, uh, and I, you know, I used, I used to think, like, I was maybe important or something, and now I'm feeling a little self-conscious. You know, Charlie's getting all this attention. And in the airport, finally, one, we walk by, and this person goes, sir, sir. And I'm thinking, he goes to Orchard Grove. He's going to give me a shout-out, you know, like, I go to your church. You know what I mean? <laughs> he was way past me, and I was way over. He goes, sir. So finally, I turned around. He stopped. The wheelchair he was pushing, they stopped. They all looked around. The whole airport stopped and looked at this conversation. And I said, yes. He goes, she spit up on you. (laughs) Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Life is not a series of what? Exceptions. Think. Now, this is hard, hard, because some of you are hardcore religious. You just are. And you just like the law and the book and the, mm, and, right? And, but even you, even you want a little mercy now and then. Even you need a little mercy now and then. So the question is maybe to think about it this way. We all think mercy is a great idea in general, but the devil's in the details. So let's ask a couple questions. First of all, who deserves mercy? Ready? Scale of one to ten. Right? This is Idi Amin. Right? This is, in your head, the worst person you can think of. In your head, the worst person you can think of. Over here, you got your Mother Teresa, Billy Graham combo. Whoever they are. Maybe the, 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 the golden grandma, whoever she is, right? Um, can I put even just, just north of Mother Teresa, Charlie? No, here's why. Think, all of us with little babies, we go, well, they're innocent. Are you with me? I mean, the other day, she just grabbed my lip. Like, she just, just yanked it halfway off my face. You, does anybody, you have this little instinctive, you want to go, that hurt. But immediately, you go, oh, everyone goes, oh, that's cute. So this is the innocent, this is the, are you with me? Not perfect, but innocent. I mean, mercy over here is like a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Oh, she's innocent. She didn't know what she was doing. Are you with me? Please say yes, because otherwise I'm, we have to do a lot of work. <laughs> Give me an easy yes on this one, please. Okay. Don't answer this one yet. 
Just don't answer it. Just reserve judgment for a minute. In the middle. Twenty eight years old. Brought up in a good home, knows better. Found some Vicodin in the kitchen. Thought it'd be fun with some friends. Three months later, he's hooked. Now he's on the street. Now he needs it physically. Physically needs it. His body's telling him. In a moment of stupidity and desperation, he steals a car and he hits somebody. Mm. Mercy or no mercy? The devil's in the details. How merciful are we supposed to be, Chris? What was Jesus talking about? Wouldn't you love it if Jesus of Nazareth was like sitting in that stool and you could just ask him? Blessed are the merciful. Um... Life is not mechanical. Life is dynamic. It's difficult. There's one exception after another. Ready? I'm going to help you with this one. It was your son or daughter that was hit by the car. You're going to lean judgment. It was your broken son that drove the car. You're going to lean mercy. They're all driven by love. Wrote religion, rules without relationship. Kroger checkout lines. They take the humanity out of it. The machine said, we're not here to discuss this. Please put your item on. Are you with me? And so what people have done is they've made God like an automated checkout machine. As if there's no humanity in him. There's no discussing this. Just put your item over here. You broke this law. I'm sorry we aren't discussing this. Don't you see why Jesus was so radical even to his own people? He literally, ready, turned the world upside down. He turned all conventional thinking upside down. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. There's a part of you and there's a part of reality that says, well, if you just let everybody do everything... You're going to have what? Chaos. 
Chris, just give me the quick answer because I got to get home. Mercy is the easiest thing in the world to do. Ready? When a baby grabs your lip, you take pictures of it. Do that again. Poke daddy in the eye again. If a guy at a bar does it to you, we're not taking pictures. Are you with me? Why? Because this is what we say. This is what we say. Because she didn't know what she was doing. And what? He did. Ready? She didn't know what she was doing. And what? He knew. So somebody was being crucified on a cross. And he wasn't being crucified by babies. They all seemed in their right minds. And yet he says... Father, forgive them because what? They don't know what they're doing. Did they know or not? Yeah, they knew. They knew exactly what they were doing. You had to call them back and they had to be on trial for the things that they did and you had a whole court system and you had the right lawyers. You could get it out of them. They were of sound mind that they knew what they were doing and they crucified him. But Jesus said they didn't know. Did they know? How could Jesus forgive that? How do you forgive that? They knew what they were doing. You ever get really frustrated? Somebody? They knew what they were doing. Someone says, no, they didn't know. They didn't know. They knew what they were doing. Huh? Come on, some little cat fights or something. You're at a salon or a bar or wherever you are. Do you see the way she... No, he didn't know what he was... Yes, yes, they did. They crucified him. Did they know what they were doing? I mean, physically, just observationally, you would look at them and you would observe them, and psychologically, you'd say, yes, they were of sound mind. They were, they were intelligent. They knew exactly what they were doing. And then Jesus says there's a different layer. This is so important. This is why this doesn't make sense to a lot of people. Because to a lot of people, life is still black and white, and you did this, and so you're out, and I can't help you. That's just a fact. Scan your item and move. Jesus sees something. This is so important that we're still learning to see. I'll say it that way. He sees something that we're still learning to see. Somehow... All these people were just somehow doing the best that they could. Oh, that doesn't sit well with some of you. Like, oh, no, they weren't. I know they were bad. But I'm I'm just quoting Jesus. Tough to argue with him. James says this, James 2, verse 13 Mercy triumphs over judgment. See that last sentence? 
Mercy triumphs over judgment. By the way, the other line is hugely important. It's kind of the reverse of what Jesus taught. Judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. In other words, it's like if you refuse to give it, you're not going to receive it. It doesn't say to who. It's just, it's like this thing that needs to stay in circulation. Mercy or forgiveness needs to stay, listen, it needs to stay in circulation. Are you with me? Huh? Do do you remember, do do you remember one of the things that President Bush said after the 9-11 incident happened? Like one of the craziest things I thought, at first it hit me so sideways, like what is he talking about? Do you remember? One of, the, one of the things that he said is, everybody keep shopping. I don't know if you remember it. Keep spending money. Why? Because when dramatic things happen, one of the things that you want to do is you want to hunker down, right? Shut everything in, close everything off. And he knew if, if, if people stopped spending money, that the whole circulation thing would shut the whole economy down and our country would be in grave danger. What a crazy thing to say, and yet we've got to keep it in circulation. Keep showing mercy. Just keep showing mercy. Yeah, Chris, but what about... And we didn't even answer this one. That's... That's your job to answer. But he doesn't give a lot of exceptions. He just says, that's how the whole system works. What I'd like to do before we share communion together is I would like to give you three things that I think could help you show more mercy in your life, even when you don't always feel like it. Who's ever, ready? Even though we all voted, we like mercy. Who's ever not felt like showing it? This is how Charlie woke up this morning. Touchdown. Both hands. Who's ever not felt like showing it? All right, then I'm connecting this morning. I got a message that people want to hear. We've not felt like it. Why? Chris, you don't know this scumbag. You don't know this dirt ball. You don't know this cranky lady that lives next to me. I know I don't. They're in your head right now. First of all, recognize they don't know what they're doing. Oh, yes, they do. Yes, they do. No, they don't. They're just at a different level. They're just immature. They're just, they're just Charlie. Oh no, Chris, I'm, I'm leaving mad. I'm not. I'm leaving mad. I'm leaving mad at them. I'm not buying your, do what you want. Stay mad. Stay angry. Keep calling the, keep, you know, come show me your blood pressure after church too. No, how is it for you physically?
just first of all, uh, just take a just take a cue from Jesus on the cross. They don't know what they're doing. This will be easier for you. How many, how many have more than one more than one child in the house? Now, if they're here, don't vote because then you're going to be in real trouble. How many give, have given more grace to one than the other? Everybody's raising their hand because if you're telling the truth, everybody. Why? Why do you do that? You're a terrible parent. God forbid you walk on this earth. You're like, that's what I thought before I had two. And then reality smacked me in the face. And what? I just did. I just gave more mercy to one than I did the other. Why? I needed to. There's no answer. It's just love. I don't know. It wasn't going to work the other way. It's like mercy. It's how the whole system works. You just somehow could put a different set of lenses on and go, for this kid, this will do. Come on, put your hand up. This will do. This is going to have to do. But God treats all of his kids the same. Come on. Some people need grace. Ready? This is going to get worse. Did, did that kid ever abuse it or milk it? And what? You gave it anyway. This is how the whole thing works. I know you've got to be tough sometimes. I get that's part of the program too. But it always ends. Mercy triumphs over judgment. It, it wins over. Why? Because in judgment, everybody dies. Everybody loses. And in mercy, everybody wins. Second thing that might help us. First of all, recognize they don't always know what they're doing. They're just at a different level. Second thing is, learn to see them as a part of you. But they're not a part of me. That person's an idiot. Ready? Learn, I said learn, learn to see them as a part of you. Why, are you, why can you forgive things in your own kids? Because they're connected to you. Even though physically they're connected, but they came from you. So you feel the connection stronger. Would that be fair to say? Or your mom or your brother. All the great teachers have, have taught this. All of them. Look, we're all connected. We're all connected. All of us. You just have to look harder sometimes. True? We're connected. And if I think you are a part of me, I can be easier on you. If I think you're not a part of me, I can damage you, I can distance you, and it won't ever come back to me. This is how a lot of us were taught. You pay them back, it'll never come back to you. It will come back to you. 
See, this metaphor of the body of Christ was much bigger than just the church and should you be a pastor or should you be a this or a that, you know, what part are you? No, it's, it's much bigger. It's saying all of us are connected. And if my, if my ears are hurting, what do I do? I'm even more protective of them. I don't start yelling at my ears. You start performing. You just start contributing like the rest of the body. What do you do when your ear is underperforming? You just favor it and you put swabs in it. Because I believe it's connected. If we can disconnect people, this is so important. I don't, I don't think you're getting this. It's, uh, I'm going to go over here. I don't, uh, if we can disconnect people from us, and feel like we can damage them or we can distance them or we, and it's never going to come back to us. But if we, remember how Jesus said, love your neighbor, what? Say it together. Love your neighbor. We're getting there. Love your neighbor as, your, as yourself. Well, well, he meant as the way you love yourself. We could have meant that. Or it could have meant as yourself. That's me over there. Now let's be brutally honest. Ready? This is the third part. Who's ever really needed mercy? Third thing, just recall your own past. Recall receiving it. Recall needing it. Recall begging for it. Recall requesting it. It's easier to be merciful to other people when you remember receiving it in your own life. Which is why... It's easier for young to be hard, rigid. And the older you get, you can become softer. You have a little more wisdom. You have a little more experience. If you're tracking on the right track, Stories Jesus told always helped us, right? And one of the best is the story of the king who wants to settle his accounts. And the king calls in and just gets his accountant there and just, hey, Bob, come in my office. Bob, the accountant, comes in. Bob, who owes me money? He's like, well, sir, your highness, um, Let's start at the top. There's a dude out there that owes you 10,000 bags of gold. NIV version, Matthew 18. 10,000 bags of gold? How much is that? The king asks his accountant, Bob. This is all in Matthew 18. I put in a few extra details. 
The accountant gets out his pencil, starts jotting a few things down, and Bob says back to the king, that's about 20 years worth of a man's life. If you worked every day of your life and saved every penny in biblical times, it would be 20 years. The king's like, send him in. So Bob sends out the police. They go find servant A, and he comes in front of the king. And when he comes in front of the king, he says, immediately he knows why he's there. And the king says to him, I'm sorry, sir, we have to take care of this debt. It's gone on too long. 10,000 bags of gold. The guy looks at him with just desperation. Have you ever been desperate? If there's no, by the way, if there's no emotion in this story to you, you'll, you won't get it. If you've never been desperate, you won't get it, you know. But a few of us have been desperate before, like we've needed a break. And you could just see the tears welling up in this guy. He has no shot at paying this debt. The thing you need to remember, as Jesus tells these stories, in biblical times, everybody knew what was next. What's next is your family. Now I'm going to take your family. I'm going to take your children. I'm going to put them into servitude. I want every man in the room to think about this for a minute. You're on your knees begging for a financial debt, and the next thing you know coming is this person's going to take your family from you and put them into slavery to pay off your debt. The begging gets very creative at this point. Pleading. Sir, sir, I'll do anything. Sir, I will do anything. And somehow the pleading and the tears, it won over the king. And the king decides to have mercy on him. Let's him go. Wow, what a story. Jesus keeps telling the guy with the tears in his eyes. He goes out and he finds servant B who owed him a hundred silver coins. 10,000 bags of gold, a hundred silver coins. And he grabbed this guy in the street and he started to choke him. Had him by the throat. You ever had someone by the throat? I mean, you had him in checkmate on Facebook. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about have you physically had someone by the throat, although maybe a few of you have. But I mean, when you have your hands there and it's the chance to, to plunge it in, 
I could expose him. I could ridicule her. I could... He's got this guy by the throat. It would have equaled about a hundred days labor. Twenty years, hundred days. Give me what you owe me. The guy did the same thing. He falls. He's much poorer. He's like, I, I just don't have it. I can't. Please be patient. I will pay it back. No. He hauls him. He drags him by the throat. Puts him into prison until he can pay the debt. How do you do paying your debts while you're in prison? Not so well. I could do a whole sermon about prisons, but we need a Sunday for that. Throws him into prison. People saw it. His friends saw it. Bob, the accountant, saw it. Went and told the king. The king said, "Uh, can you bring him in back into my office? Are you ready? It's just how the whole system works. What do we like to do? Us, like 2019 modern American Christians, what do we like to do? Well, we like, we like our calculators. Well, he owed me. Carry the one. Um, I've asked him for this. She's done this. God's forgiven me this. And I think he still owes me. Do you think it's about counting? Or do you think it's just about mercy? God has mercy. This is going to be so important when we take communion. I've had people come to me over the years and say, well, but uh, I don't feel worthy. I can't take it today. And I always tell them, don't worry, you're never worthy. Come have some. Isn't it funny? Some of you grew up that way. I've, some of you will sit in the back. I know, and I, I respect you know, your conscience because you yelled at your wife on the way to church. And I'm, I can't. I get it. I understand you grew up that way. But I, I also got news for you. You're that way a lot. And so am I. So the first piece of news is, no one's worthy. And the second piece of news is, everyone's worthy. Everyone's absolutely worthy. Who deserves mercy? Ready? No one and 